okay, let it be known I'm working hard when I ain't on the phone This ain't a hunt, this ain't a phone Grind never stopping, I'm keeping it cold Unlocking the door with the holy key You supposed to be this close to me And hopefully you understand G.O.D. Maybe this cold and I'm talking like no degrees Yo, welcome back to another It Needed To Be Said podcast show. I'm sitting here with my boy, co-host Julius Collins. How you feel today, man? Man, I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling good, ready to get this thing rolling. How about great. yourself? I feel great, man. The show has been doing great. You know, I look great. You know, my <laughs> bank account look great. So it's another day. It's another day in paradise, as I could say, man. But today we got a special guest for you guys, man. Mm-hmm. I had a chance to play against him. You know, I'm a I'm a huge fan of his work. You know, he's a ball player. He plays hard, you know, all pro player. You know, so today's show, we're gonna have my the one and only. I think he's one of one. None other than Jordan Poirier, man. Jordan, what's up, man? How what's you feel? Up? I feel good, man. Thank, thanks, Rick, for the introduction, Julius. Appreciate y'all boys for having me here, man. Just feel extremely blessed to be here in this situation right here. Uh, my bank account probably don't look as good as yours, but it's still, <laughs> it's still up there, though. So uh, we living all right, you know what I'm saying? I'm just blessed to be here. Hey, but and, hey, before we get the show started, man, I just got to say this, man. 13 seconds. That's all I got to say. That's Damn, all you brought that in early, bro. That's all Jeez. I got to say. Like, we ain't I even should. been here for five minutes, bro. You brought that in early. I should have introduced you like that. Mr. 13 seconds. <laughs> Damn. Damn. All right. All right. That's that's. I can, I can follow that up. Yeah, yeah, you can. What were you thinking in those 13 seconds? Look, man, I've had this conversation quite a bit. Everybody wants to talk about, oh, the coin toss, this and that coin toss, that. Obviously, as a defensive player, you know, we got to make a stop, man. Um, In those situations, you could tell that you guys have been in those situations before. You guys out-executed us. You guys uh, outperformed us in those situations. And, uh, you know, it's something that obviously, you know, I sit back and I, I, I think about, you know, every other night or so, just pissed off at the fact that we, you know, we let it slip away like that. But um, you know, it's something that definitely fuels me in the off season, and um, I'm glad we get to see you twice a year now. Ooh, I love it. <laughs> so, so Tyreek in your dreams, he the boogeyman with the thirteen. Uh, yeah, I want to say he's the boogeyman. They call you know, me the Baba Man, yeah, but he is the Baba Man. That's for sure. He, I mean, <laughs> it's a guy you got to take the right angles, man. It's a guy. It's one of the hardest players in the in the game to play against. Uh, I really got, appreciate that, man. No, nah, you are, for real, real talk. It's just because you got to be right on everything. You know, you got to be right in your angles. You got to be right in your communication. Um, you know, I, I only see it. There's a couple guys in the league I look at as, as you know, you got to be perfect throughout the entire game, and you are. You are definitely one of them. So, appreciate uh, it, bro. You know, that's that's respect to you and your craft and what you do. Pre- pre- I appreciate it, bro, but, you know, I, I really, <laughs> I really take back. all the flowers, but this show is about <laughs> you, man. So tell us about yourself, man, where you grew up. Yeah, you know how you grew up and um, how you got involved with football, Ooh. you know, and just I was your background. I started, yeah, I started playing football in the third grade, uh, tackle football. Uh, my parents used to drive me uh, probably you know forty five minutes to close to an hour to get to football practice every day um, in the third grade. Just a sport that I grew up. I, I I was just better at everybody at in the, in the town that I was in. Um, Talk I, your I, shit. Really, it needed yeah. to be said. Sure. <laughs> All the people he graduated with and grew up with, I was just better than you. Know that hey, he looked in the uh, camera and pointed at all of you for sure. <laughs> no, nah, it was just a, it was a sport that I enjoyed playing. Man, I loved mm-hmm. I played quarterback. I loved running people over. I played defense. I loved hitting people. Um, you know, I was a baseball player too growing up, so kind of stuck in between both of those. I was a really good baseball player growing up. Um, I actually played both football and baseball at Oregon State, so uh, I had my ch- had a chance to continue to play baseball for a long career. 
by the time my junior year came, I really had to choose between one of the sports. And um, I always tell people there was a play that happened. We were playing USC on on a Friday night, and Matt Barkley dropped backs and tried to throw an out route to uh, I don't remember who it was. It, it was uh, Robert Woods. That's who it was. And I jumped it, picked it, took it to the crib, and it was my junior sophomore year. And that was like that moment right there solidified my my being crowd um, going crazy. crazy. Too, it was, it was, yeah, yeah, I mean, you it. know what it is, bro. It's just yeah. it's your moment. So and, look, you rather you rather have that moment. You know, over a grand slam? Hundred oh thousand percent. One thousand percent. I can see that. Yeah. I can I can definitely see that, man. Yeah. It's just <clears> I mean, you, you know what it's like, bro. Just that moment of you you making a big play, bro. There's there's nothing like that in the entire world. You know, it's your moment in front of sixty thousand people. Um, the adrenaline going. I always tell people adrenaline, you know, that's the best drug out there. You know, I I love that feeling in the game. Uh, I love those big plays that are they're out there to be made. So um that's why I love the game, man. I got to follow up on that. So, aside from you being better than all the third graders <laughs> at your school, right? <laughs> we understand that that was a moment for you when you were at, um, when you were in college. Mm-hmm. But when did you actually fall in love with football? I know me and Tyreek we talked about it before. When did you actually fall in love with the game? I probably, you know, I, that's a really good question. I've never been asked that question before. But if I'm actually thinking about it, it was probably when I was in high school. Um, I was a freshman, and my my high school football coach is gonna laugh about this. I was a freshman, and there was a there was a quarterback, he was a senior on our team, and I was clearly better than him. Everybody knew that I was better than him, and he ended up starting the senior um, because of seniority or whatever. But that it was like that offseason, I kind of had that that feeling that I continue to have today. It's just almost like an underdog mentality, and I fell in love with that. I fell in love with the process of being underdog mentality and being able to come and show people like, look, this is what the fuck I'm about. Like, this is right. – I'm yeah. a ball player. You yeah. know what I mean? And I fell in love with that process. I fell in love with, you know, the the work that you put in to the game and, and getting, getting you know, receiving a reward from it. You know, I fell in love with all of that. And, you know, that's why I continue to play the game today. That's why I continue to, you know, work in the off season um, because I love those moments. I love that the, the, the bonding with the teammates. You know, it's, it's all the locker room stuff. So, right. I think in high school – it was it was kind of you know I felt like I wasn't necessarily wanted in a situation, but it was the love that I had going through the process of getting to that and basically giving them the middle fingers is like you know this is what I'm about. I'm gonna probably get in trouble for this read. Well, All the coaches quit starting seniors on senior night if they, they suck. They really need <laughs> like, to. That's, that's just the honest <laughs> guy. The truth, like if they suck, they played four years and they haven't. Earned that starting position yet? Like it needs to be almost like a it be it all it almost needs to be like a Nick Saban rule. You know Nick Saban like he he don't play no games. He don't care if you're a four star, five star, senior. You know if he got a freshman coming in, he gonna play that freshman regardless. He better. If he better, you know if he putting it on tape er, that early, he finna put him in. You know. (laughs) I'm sorry. Matter well going and throw him in the game. But yeah, man, I see it in you, dog. Like you know, I, I like when I watch you play, bro. I be like, yeah, that dude, that he done been cut a few times, bro. Cause like I done been like for real though. Like I done been through the same thing too, yeah. though, bro. Like, right. like, 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 like I wasn't given nothing in my life, dog. And you know that. Right. You know what I'm saying? When I was in middle school, I could have played varsity, but obviously the older guys, you know, outruled me because of their seniority, dog. Right. You know, like you, it, it's crazy, bro. And like that. That right there fueled me, and I see that, like, it fuels him the same way each and every day, like, saying that i never go back to that place again, dog. Right. I'm going to try to be the best at this sport, and I'm going to put everything I got into this sport, dog, while, while I'm young and I'm active, dog. So, right. shout out to you, bro. No, you, I appreciate that. You keep that, that mentality, yep. bro. So, senior night, senior night. I know 
I digress for a second. I know you love the coach. Like, if you know anything like uh, about Tyreek, he loves the coach. He was oh, coaching yeah. high school, right? Yeah, I was coaching high school during my football season last year. Well, not last year, two years ago. Right. So, yeah. So, if you go back to coaching once you're done playing, senior night comes around, do you give that kid that Rudy moment? Man, I'm going to tell you like this, bro. <laughs> I'm going to put I'm going I'm to design a way for my kids to get in on senior night. I'm going to put them on PAT field goal or something. <laughs> That's a good way for them to get in. Or I can put them in, like, if I'm the basketball coach. You put them in on P. I put them in, like, the first position to run down, and then I call a timeout real quick. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, like. He got he to gotta start, though. He got to, like, for senior night, like, just start. for his moment to just say. He can't just come in for a play. He got to start. He got to kick off. Kick off, kick off, and turn. Well, well what are we going to put them at on kickoff? What? <laughs> all, all those positions are key. They got to fill their lanes. We can't put them on. We can't, we can't put them at R1. At, if we put them at R1 and then, like, he breaks. It busts out. It busts out. He, he got to make a tackle. <laughs> he lost land. Like, he ain't making no play, though. He ain't making all no right. play. I feel that. Can't oh, put him at gunner because if you put him at gunner, the vice going to kill you him. Put him at receiver and just run around play away from him. That, you know what? Yo, that's, that's a good it. idea. You know that's that's what we're Let him cut do. off the corner on the backside. And yeah, y'all really game planning. Y'all really game planning yeah, for this. Trying life. to help my seniors out. You know what I mean? Hey, we're trying, we, hey, we trying to help the seniors out and we trying to get the parents off our neck. You know <laughs> yeah. how they be. Parents do be crazy at the high school game. My parents was never crazy. But, right, shoot, there's some crazy parents. Y'all had some crazy parents at your high school games? Yeah, my mom was one of them. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, man. So, um, did your parents play sports? You yeah, know? man. Uh, my dad, my dad over there played football in Eastern New Mexico. My mom actually played. Uh, she started off at Oregon State and played softball there. Uh, she had a tragic accident happen in, uh, at the school, so she transferred to Chemeca to play basketball there. And she ended up transferring to Eastern New Mexico and started playing volleyball over there. So she went to three different schools and played three different sports. Um, you know, I like to think you know I got a little bit of my athleticism from her. So. Uh, but yeah, there's just some athletes. Dang, no, nothing from dad. Nothing just, from dad. Just, just, <laughs> just overlook. I, I got a little bit from pops. I got a little bit from pops. But I, you know, I think uh, you know our family was just everybody was. I mean, we were so competitive growing up. I, I always tell people the story of playing my mom in chess, and I I probably maybe 12 years old. I put her in checkmate, and she th- absolutely was pissed off. She threw the chess piece at the board, and it came up and hit me in the eye and gave me a black eye for like two weeks. But you like, got to learn early. Huh? Yeah, right. right. She was locked in. She was locked in. We just like, don't like losing. She was locked in. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Family don't like losing to the kids, but we were competitive. We grew up, you know, brothers getting we were getting arguments, fights, bro, just over some dumb stuff of, on the on the basketball court, on the football field. <laughs> we got some. We had some funny stories, bro. Me and my brother, man. I'll tell you a quick one. Two years ago, we were doing one on ones. No, three years ago during the COVID year, we were doing one on ones over in uh, Lighthouse Point. All the gyms were closed and. Me and him is out there. He he played tight end in college, so just doing some work. And he runs his sorry ass like seven stop, and he's so <laughs> damn, he's so damn slow that he 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 came out of his break and his head hit me right in the fucking face. And it was the first time I squared up to him, and probably since I was like, I think the last time I squared up to him, I had to be like fifteen or fifteen or sixteen like that. But it was the first time I really squared up to him. I had to come my cool though, but like. We go after it, bro. Like growing up, we used to go. We used to get after it in the sand volleyball courts. I can we see that. Two, two on two. Me, my dad, my brother, my mom. Two on two volleyball, and I mean, it was it was some dirty. It was dirty out volleyball there. Volleyball can get intense for it a lot can. of people that, and for a lot of people that don't know, I volleyball you play, can I really you play get intense, man. Yeah. For real, 
I mean, I think I feel, people think we hate each other on the volleyball court. Like whenever we all go somewhere and you play, it don't matter who team you on. I think people be like, bro, they probably go. All of them gonna fight after these games. Oh me, they be like, look, these guys are playing hard. Then we just go back to just drinking or whatever we doing, laughing, you know. But no, so that 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 upbringing, do you and uh, do you think that's what made you so eager and so dedicated to the sport to be one of the greatest safeties ever? Yeah, oh, well, that's, I appreciate that. Holy shit, I ain't heard that one, but I appreciate. You know, they ain't that. gonna give me any credit. Yeah. I don't know sports. Sport, <laughs> that's all right. Fun, that's right. all right. It's cool to hear. it's cool to hear. But no, for sure. I mean, both my parents worked at a juvenile delinquent center, so um, I was pretty. I tried to get away with some shit in high school, uh, whether I was sneaking out or whether I was doing some dumb shit. Um, every time I get caught, uh, I remember my mom throwing me into one of the juvenile detention cells when I was 12 years old for like 15, 20 minutes. Mama uh, don't play, bro. Mamas don't play, bro. Team mom. I try to tell you. Throw me in this cell for like 15 to 20 minutes, and basically it was like, you know, Jordan, if you, you want to bullshit around, like you, this is where you're going to end up. And I swear, I swore to myself, I was like, this, I will never. I mean, it's a. It's a tiny ass cell with this, you know, one of them silver toilets, bro. The water coming out brown. I'm like, yo, I'm I'm good, mom. Like, I'm gonna be good. I promise. <laughs> What's you the know? name of that show now? Scared straight. Scared straight. <laughs> that that's exactly what she did. For real, she that's caught exactly. you early. Caught she early, caught him dude. early. Nah, but I mean, they they you know, I, I I always tell people, you know, I try to get away with shit, but I I you know, there was a lot of stuff that they just knew I was doing. I'd get my truck taken away for months, literally two months at a time. Caught phone taken away for months at a time. Um, so I was really, you know, just focused on sports. That was really all I did. I played basketball, football, and baseball, um, you know, and I was able to, you know, work on my craft. My dad out there, you know, making me run hills. We called it Saturday Soldiers, get up, getting up, and we go to the hill, and we just run hills, and we'd catch 100 balls, and, you know, teaching me how to catch the ball. Um, and, and really, I think that early on, um, you know, and, and I think that early on, um, development and, and learning how to, you know, just take responsibility um, and getting up on a Saturday. You know, I had a job in high school, too. I worked at a golf course, so we played on a Friday night. I'd get up Saturday and Sunday morning at 530 and go to the golf course and fill the divots and do do my job over there. But I think just, you know, having that early responsibility, having, you know, the parents that, that raised me the way they, they did, I think definitely for sure developed me into the not only just the player but the person I'm in, I am today. Um, especially after going through, you know, I think we'll touch on it, some of the alcohol issues that I had right. uh, early on. So, both of you guys, you and Tyreek, both of you guys are late-round picks. Like, what was your mentality, a thought process, sitting and waiting, or whether or not you got your name got called that night or whether or not you got a phone call the next day? What was that process? Like, what were you mentally feeling? Yeah, it was – It was anx- I was anxious, and it, it really sucks, though, too, because um, – you know, this I was told, you know, I was going to get drafted anywhere from the third to the fifth round. So we had a big, big get together with the whole family the second day of the draft. And, you know, just get, seeing all these picks go by and you know, not seeing your name. And then the day's over and, you know, you had this big get together with the family, you know, planning to get excited and nothing happened. So um, I watched the third day, the third day in my bed because <laughs> I, I was just pissed off. I probably drank that night and woke up hungover or something. And, um, literally got the phone call from from Chip Kelly in my bed, you know, asking if I want to be an Eagle, picks two two eighteen, um, in the seventh round. Uh it was uh it was a long three days, bro. It was a long three days because, yeah. you know, I feel like you work so hard. I was all consensus all American in college. Um I had fourteen picks coming out, so it was like, you know, and you know, I look back and I see the 
there's maybe one or two DBs in that class that got drafted um, that are still playing in the league. You know, Xavier Rhodes um, and and Darius Slay. Right. Um, and so, you, and you, and I got I got drafted as a corner, so I, I kind of look at those guys. But at the same time, like you know, that's, it, that again, that's made me who who I am. You know, right now, just still understanding. Like, look, all these teams passed you, even getting cut from Philly. Um, going to Cleveland, you know, it was like all these teams pass you, they don't believe in you. And so you gotta, you gotta really find some deeper than yourself to, to really, to really want it. Going to the East coast. That was my first time ever going to Philly, really even being on the East coast. I'm 21 years old. Wow. Um, I'm, I'm in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania playing for the, for the Philadelphia Eagles. Them fans crazy too. Crazy. Them fans are yeah. rowdy over there, man. Yeah. Well. And you know, I'm just trying to make it. I'm just trying to get on the team. I made the, I made the roster. Um, I got cut week six. They needed a roster spot um, for a running back. When I got cut, Cleveland picked me up off waivers, and that, and that was that. But I mean, the draft was it was tough, man. Um, like I said, you see some of the guys that got drafted ahead of you, um, maybe playing two, three, you know, less than that years in the league, and it's like, you know, what are these guys actually fucking looking at? Like, what are these? What are these? What are, the, what are these organizations looking at? And some of these guys when they and they grade them at the combine, or they just see how high they can run, or, or how fast they can run, or how high they can jump. You know, put them out there on the football field and yeah. and and let them under. Like, does he understand the game of football? That's a lot of my questions when I ask when I, when I see some of these guys coming to the league. It's like, you know, like does he can he understand the game of football? Like, because it's one thing to jump high or run fast or 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 throw the ball far, but like it's a different thing when you're out there, you're playing against a Tyreek Hill who's got Travis Kelsey with him. You know, what I mean, it's like understanding the game within the game you know that's a whole different level of football and you know like I said you see some guys come in yeah they have all this build they have all this upside but you know you put a playbook in front of them and you know it's it's like the the world is turning and so um you know I I think that's where I that one of my best attributes is being able to understand the game of football understanding who I'm going against understand you know their strengths and weaknesses and and then just playing to my to to my ability you know I'm not as fast as Tyreek obviously I'm not um you know I'm not the fastest guy on the field so I have to use what I what God gave me to you know and that's the ability I, I can play I'm a ball player but I understand the game of football as well same mentality draft night yeah it was the same mentality for me but um I got a question for you what 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 do you think the um what do you think held you from being drafted third to fifth round like what what was the drafts specialists or whatever. Well, you know, what's, you know what's crazy is, okay, so you go to the combine and you run your 40, and as soon as you run your 40, obviously the times aren't in there. You go to you straight to your phone, right? And right. So my phone, the first 40 I ran instead of 448. The second 40 I ran instead of 446. So I'm I'm hyped. You know, I, that was – 44. I, that's 44. Like, hey. So you get to look. the official time, and the official time the, – the official time said I ran a 455. So – I mean, to where to where though that balance, like how that balance did what it did. I don't know how I got a four four eight and a four four six, and it turned into a four five five. Like you can go on the combine, you can go on YouTube right now and type in my forty time, and it shows the four four six. And I think you know where the team saw that, and we're like, okay. And I, I never been blazing fast, dude. I'm like, don't let me be as fast as you. Oh my god! Like if I was even like maybe <laughs> half oh as fast god. as you, like I might shoot. see. I don't understand that either, though, because our greatest players who play this sport, you know, it's probably like two guys. Who, well, one guy who really runs a four two. Like right. Like, I no, don't. I, I don't know. Understand why these draft 
GMs and draft analysts are like, you got to do this, you got to do this, or jump this, or run this, or throw this, you know, to be able to consider great, man. Because if you watch, look, look at Tom Brady. He right. Do seven-round draft picks. Right? Like, and look at him. He he didn't do none of that, dog. Right. The, the way I look at it is, bro, these dudes be asking the wrong question, bro. Like, they really don't be trying to, like, understand a person's background. Like, they be asking weird questions, like, I don't want to say no questions that somebody told me, but they be asking some weird questions. They be asking some off-the-wall questions. Like, if I was interviewing you right now, they'll ask right. you, like, are you mad at me? Like, what? Like, 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 what? Like, I don't know you. I don't, bro, like, we just started talking. Like, right, right, right. I want you, like, like, bro, like, to, to me, I feel like they really got to dig down to, like, see, you know, like, they, they really got to find guys, like, who really are true grinders, dog. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like guys who are willing to to uh, go in, dissect the game the same right. way Jordan was trying to explain. You know what I'm saying? Because there are a bunch of guys who run a 4-2. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But for me, dog, I was able to, like, you know, learn how to run routes, learn how to look at the corners, look at the safeties, and be able to tell the defense right. quick, just like that. Because the safety is going to tell me exactly what the defense is, dog. Right. Most, most 4-2 guys don't know that. They just line up and say, okay, I'm going to do this. But for me, dog, I learned that whole defense. I, I know the fronts. I know the safeties. I know exactly where I need to be at in, in the exact spot that's going to be open on the football field. You think yeah. that's what sets you guys apart? Oh, I, I, yes. I would say both of you guys because I know you said one thing that was important, Jordan, understanding the game inside the game. Right. I know, Turk, we, we talk oh. sometimes, but you you know half of the stuff you say football go over my head, man. It's like <laughs> he'd be, he be like really locked in. Right. And it's like, all right, I'm with you until you got right here. And then that's the game inside the game right. that most people, even players, don't understand. Mm-hmm. Like how did you guys, how did you get to that level? And if you want to chime in, Turk, how did y'all get to that level? I think I think it's obviously the experience and playing as many football games as him and I played at the level that we played at, um, and you know, I think it's a, it's, it's a continuous learning process too. Like you know, I look back at the he joked about the thirteen <laughs> seconds, you know, and I you look back at those situations and you look back at you know what could I have done differently, what could we have done differently, and you know, there was a coach coach used to say you you never lose, you learn, and so you you know, how can I, how can I learn from that situation to do it differently next time? And it's that experience that when you're in that situation next time that you're going to be a lot more prepared for, you're going to be, you know, it's almost like, you know, Hey, I've been here before and you might not be in that same exact situation, but it prepares you for similar situations like that. And I think, you know, like you said, like that part of the game takes you to the next, the next level. And, you know, I was watching the NFL films, um, of that, that last 13 seconds. And it was literally just a communication between, uh, and Pat and Kelsey Crazy. Um, in that situation. And it's those little things right there that obviously ultimately won them the football game. Um, and, and I think I, I was talking to, I was talking to somebody else who played for Kansas city and that wasn't even necessarily Kelsey's route. Um, I think oh, no. you guys were supposed to it run wasn't. a flood. It wasn't, it was not a shout bro. Yeah. So like, it's, I'm saying like, it's little things like that, like games within the game, you know, um, you know, for me as a safety, you know, being able to play with the quarterback, being able to connect eyes with him, right. And being able to, you know, give him, give him a look, um, and then make him just think about something just for a split second to give our rush time to get there. You know, it's little things like that. You know, you're not just out there cover three. Oh, I got, I got deep third, you know, just being able to understand all the pieces in front of you. And, you know, like Tyreek said, I, I know the fronts, I know the backers and as a safety, 
you know, in our defense anyway, Mike and I treat it like we're the quarterbacks of the defense. Like we literally are the quarterback of our defense and we have to communicate with every single, we have to communicate with the corners, the linebackers, and even the, the DNs and the tackles sometimes. So um, that, I mean, I'm glad that he said it too and he was able to, um, and we were able to bounce off of that because I think that literally takes everybody's game to the next level, being able to understand the game within the game. Yeah, man, you got to be different, bro, especially in this game here, bro. Everybody fast, everybody strong, everybody smart, you know. So you got to be able to find small pieces that's going to help you, you know, advance your game a little bit more than your competition. All right. You know, for me, I'm a smaller guy, but I'm faster, you know. So I got to, like, when I go against a DB, you know, I want to I wanna know everything about him, you know. So the week uh, following uh, the week before the game, you know, um, I have one of one of my young guys, you know, watch tape, you know, and um, he tells me everything about him. You know, I, I also watch tape too, Donna, you know, and um, we kind of compare and we, we contrast, you know. So everybody's different, you know. Some guys shoot their outside hand. Some guys shoot their inside hand. Some guys like to just – some guys don't press at all. You know, some guys sit at, you know, s- certain y- yard dips, you know, so – that's what I do. Like, um, a lot of guys I feel like in, in the league, like, they don't want to spend time, you know, actually doing their job. Like, th- this is our job to play football, mm-hmm. you know. So I want to be able to be the best. I can, well, I want to be able to be the best player, athlete I, I can be. So I'm going to use every advantage I can. So watching film, you know, getting to know my opponent, you know, getting on the same page as my quarterback, you know, so – that's kind of what I do, man. So it sounds like Jordan, your 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 willingness to sit down and continuously be a student of the game, and knowing the game without with inside of the game goes back to the chess match when your mom hit you in your eye with the chess piece. Hundred <laughs> percent. You didn't want to lose, so 100%. now you know you have to know your opponent, the, your opponent, yeah. and know what their response and their reaction time going to be. Like Tyreek was saying, the different mannerisms, so you know what what play they're running, potentially 100%. which play they're running, right. Yeah. I always, I always use this analogy: it's chess, not checkers. You know, um, you know, some guys are out there playing playing checkers, and you can tell the guys out there playing check, checkers. Some guys are out there playing chess. You know, um, I understand. Like, you know, you'll get it. Like as a young defender, when I would get a, I'd say, for example, I'd get a play call, and it's first and ten, and they would they would run the ball, and they would say they ran the ball for for five yards. Um, now it's second and five. You know, now the probability, okay, now they just got five yards. The probability, you know, maybe a hard play action, maybe taking a shot. You know, it's, it's second and short. You know, they, maybe they can take a shot. Or, you know, they're, they're, they're third and long. They're third and long backed up in the red zone. Like, you know, third and 18 backed up in the red zone. Like, they're not going to try to get to the sticks right here. You know, they're going to try to be safe and check the ball down so that they can try to flip the field and play defense. You know, it's little stuff like that, being able to understand – you know, that also, you know, understanding who you're playing against too, or who you're playing with, too. You know, I I like to think that our secondary is, you know, we play together for a long time. So I I know I know Tredavious, I know Micah, and I know when we get a call, it's like I already know what the hell he's going to look – what he's going to show, and so I can show off of him, or it's vice versa. He knows what I'm going to show, and he's, he's playing off of me. So it's a lot of playing off of each other, too. Um, yeah, man, it's, like I said, it's all about that experience, too, like – Played in the league a long time, um, and like I said, I, th- I, th- I look at it as like it's it's chess out there, not checkers. I ain't gonna count. You give us third and eighteen. Uh, <laughs> I'm <laughs> Chiefs last year. 
Man, the read calling some crazy stuff. Listen, I said backed up, bro. I hope I pass it. He passing that bitch. But anyways, man, let's move on, man. To you know, off the field stuff, man. Like, um, we seen that you, um, had a had a post that you did last year. I believe it was last year. Two about years. About your uh, two years ago. Yeah. About your um alcohol addiction. You know, do you mind you know sharing some of that? You yeah. Know, how did you feel? You know, um. Did, did you feel like you was obligated to do it, or did you feel like it was one of those moments where you were like, you know what, I feel like, I feel like, well, I feel like I'm gonna be helping somebody, dog. You know? Yeah, I mean, shoot, where do where do I start, and, and how much time we got? Because I'll try to keep it in a in a shorter version. I mean, yeah. look, uh, yeah, I'm a recovering alcoholic. I've been sober for two and a half years. Um, had a drinking problem for a long time, a uh, longer time than. Um, that I actually realized, you know, at the time of, you know, realizing that I had an alcohol problem, you know, I look back and, you know, probably all started when I was in college, uh, just being around, being around type of people that I was around and, you know, it wasn't bad people. It was, um, like I told y'all earlier, I was a little, you could say I was a little sheltered in high school. Um, I didn't really get out much. I didn't really get to, you know, enjoy the, the party scene. There wasn't a whole lot of party scene where I'm from, but. Once I got to college, um, it was like, whoa, like, you know, it was like, like my whole, the whole world had opened up, you know, you know what it is, bro. You get to college your freshman sure. years, you walk <laughs> on campus. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and I mean, we were, we were partying all the time. Um, and, and for some reason, every time we went out and drank, I always had to be the most lit. I always had to be the one that was kind of like the vibe of the party, make sure everybody else was the most lit. Like, Hey Gotta be shot. the best at everything, bro. Like, yeah. why not? <laughs> that's for real. Look, that's, that's a true. great point. That's be a great ass point. Gotta be the best at everything. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that kind of carried carried throughout my college career. Um, I don't know how I was getting away with it, you know, going out and then getting up six o'clock lifts, runs. Um, but I was just going through with it. Uh I got to the league and my problems didn't change really. I just had a little bit more money. Um, I was able to go out and do whatever the hell I wanted. Like I said, I went to Philly for the first time. That was my rookie year in Philadelphia. And I don't know if you guys have been to Philly, but right outside the stadium, they got that spot called Xfinity Live, like right in in the middle of the baseball stadium, the basketball field, or the basketball stadium and the football field. And so it was literally after every every other practice, every every practice or every game, we were going out to Xfinity Live drinking. And I always tell people, look, you know, at that time in my life, I was drinking because it was fun. I was drinking because, you know, that's what everybody was doing, um, and and it really got to a point where in my career, you know, I didn't start really until my first year in Buffalo. I got hurt in Cleveland in 2016. I lacerated my kidney on a bullshit hit. I got done for the season week six. So I think that's where my problem – not I think that's where my problems of me realizing that I was an alcoholic started because after I got hit, I couldn't do anything for four months. Um, I literally couldn't – work out I couldn't run I couldn't do anything um my wife was pregnant at the time so there was just a lot of shit going on and a lot of stressors that um I wasn't trying to deal with and now instead of using alcohol to uh for fun instead of going out and drinking instead of you know I was I was coming home and I was taking the bottle down I was after practice I was going to uh I was going, I remember going to the store, just grabbing, my, my drink of choice was just a six-pack of IPA. I would just grab a six-pack of IPA, and I would chug it down before I even got home, and, like, all of them. 
Every, like all all of them, bro. Just to catch a little buzz because, and I always tell people, you know, I, 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 I don't know. I, I, uh, I had so much, so much going on in life, and it's not an excuse, but I was using alcohol to deal with all the stressors that I had going on in life, and you know, and there was a point where whether it was I had a bad game, um, and and to be able to forget about that game, I come home and drink just to, you know, everybody talking shit online, everybody just want to say this online, but you know, drinking was a way for me to kind of escape all the bullshit and kind of just be in my own thoughts and not have to, you know, and then wake up in the morning and my problems are still there, which is crazy. But I, at the time, at the time I would thought I would wake up in the morning and all my problems would be gone. And so it was, it was crazy that, uh, that little cycle went on for a while. And I always tell people we lost to, uh, we lost to Houston. And I don't know if you remember that playoff game, we played them and, and went to overtime in 20, what year was that? 2017, no, 2018. 2018, 2019, fuck. 2019, we go to Houston. We play Houston. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in, in Houston. We go to overtime. Uh, we call a we call a blitz. Um, we call a cover one blitz, but for some Somebody reason. Somebody got there. The two people got there. And, and then we basically were in cover zero because they both blitzed. Two people got there. Deshaun spun out. There was Tyron Jones on the sideline. Oh. He ran at the sideline. Um, but that game right there, like, that shit hurt, bro. Like, that shit. Like, that Besides that Chiefs game, like that probably was the 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 worst loss you know I've had in a long time. And so, what I do at the end of the season, you know, our season's over. Um, you know, I was felt like I didn't play that well. I, and from there until you know I I made that post. Um, I drank every single day, uh, every single day, and to the point where you know my wife almost left me. You know, threatened to you know take the kids. Um, and, you know, she used to pour all the alcohol out of the house so that I couldn't have it or I couldn't find it. But we lived in this house that had this wine cellar and we bought it with the wine cellar and the wine cellar had all the wine still in it. And it had been there for like two years and I hadn't even opened it since we'd been in there until she poured out all my alcohol that I couldn't find anymore. And so I was the only one that knew where the key Got was. Got a real one, bro. I know she is. Got she, a real She definitely is. Uh, cause she's dealt with a lot. Um, and so she she poured it all out. You know, basically, you know, threatening me, like, look, I'm going to leave if you can't figure this shit out. I was the only one that knew where the key was to the wine cellar. And I always tell people that my it, the, my whole my, my whole mindset changed um, with two incidents. Uh, the first incident was um, I was I was drinking the wine, some nasty ass, cheap ass fucking wine, just to get drunk in the middle of the day. And just wanting to feel good. Yeah, he dude, wanted to feel sexy. Too sexy, buddy. <laughs> what kind was it? Dude, I don't, I honestly, I probably can't even pronounce it, let alone spell it, bro, but like, yeah, I, it just, was nasty, I just wanted to get, you know, I just wanted to get a little buzz, and so um, there was half of the bottle left, I drank it, you know, I started feeling, I was like, damn, this is kind of, this is alright, so I drank the other, I drank, there was another bottle of the same kind, and I drank, damn near drank the whole damn thing, um, and so it's probably one thirty, two o'clock, um, I'm starting to feel pretty messed up and I put my daughter for down for a nap. She had to be like, uh, maybe one, one and a half at this time. I put her down for a nap. She wakes up two hours later, uh, and it's tapping me like, daddy, like, let's go play daddy. Let's go play. And I couldn't move. Like I, I couldn't move. I was absolutely just out of my mind. I was just drunk out of my mind and I couldn't move. I couldn't even get out of bed. So I get my phone. I call my brother. I'm like, Hey bro, like I need you to come in here. And, uh, just I'll never forget him coming in the room. I'm laying there. I'm like, I need you to take I need you to take Aaliyah for a couple hours, bro, because I just I, I can't right now. I'm too drunk. And it but it was like, I mean, it was that moment right there where like, 
you know, handing my daughter over to, you know, I know it's my brother, but to somebody else to have to take care of, um, when I'm her father, you know, um, that really, that really stuck with me for a long time. It was kind of made me feel like I was a shitty dad and, and, you know, and that I wasn't there for her when she needed me. Like, what if she really needed me in that situation and I wasn't going to be, I wasn't able to be there for her. And so, um, that incident kind of, it, it switched. And so I, uh, I decided I was going to get sober. I went to a AA a couple times and all right. AA changed my life. Um, it's so many stories in there that make you feel appreciative of the life that you have because, um, you know, I'm sitting here drinking over stresses like losing a game or arguing with my wife or whatever it was that I was drinking for. And, you know, there's folks in here really opening their hearts and, and souls to tell in their stories about, you know, their addiction problems. And I mean, talk and about, some crazy stories. I mean, it Bro. made me feel like a, a, a bitch, like, dude, like, what are you, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you got a beautiful family, like, you got a nice house, like, your parents love you, like, what the fuck, like, what are you doing? Like, these people in here, they lost everything, they lost their homes, they lost oh, their they, family. They got nobody, bro. They got right. nobody. But, but then you see how strong they are talking about how, like, okay, well, now I, I'm, I'm 20 years sober, um, you know, after all that, and I'm like, wow, like. Like you are going through that, but you can still come out on top. So that gave me the motivation to to stop drinking. So I stopped drinking on March sixteenth, no March thirteenth, uh, twenty twenty. Uh, yeah, twenty twenty. And then so I wasn't actually gonna come out until I was. I, I was not actually gonna come out and tell people that I had stopped drinking. I didn't want people to even know that I was an alcoholic, really. Right. Um. And I'm sitting in my computer one day, and I'm reading an ESPN article. And you probably know who he who he was, Vincent Jackson. He was a receiver yeah, for the for uh, Bucks. Bucks. Yeah. So I grew up watching him. I he was one of my one of my favorite players growing up watching. Same, same. And he passed away uh, in the hotel room up in Tampa uh, the year after. It was it was in February where I saw this article. So it was um, the year after I had been sober for eleven months now. Right. And as I'm reading the article, you know his mom. His mom made a quote about, you know, how alcohol played a big part of his life, you know, prior to his death. And whether or not that had to do with his death or not was irrelevant. It was just the fact that it, you know, prior to his death, that it played a part of his. And and, and inside, I, I just, I crushed because he had a family, he had kids. And, you know, part of me just wished that I had, you know, whether I had spoken out earlier, whether I had reached out to him and said, hey, hey, dude, like, you're not alone in this, bro, like. You know, I'm going through the same shit. Like, if you need someone to talk to, if you need someone, if you need some help, like, holla at me. You know, maybe that little situation could have helped. But then that that motivated me to want to, you know, share my story and be able to, you know, whether it was I touched one person or, or, or 50, you know, I just wanted people to be able to relate and let them know that they're not alone in this addiction battle. And even that, you know, people see us, people, bro, people see us as, as like, you know, gladiators, you know superhuman, I mean? like superhuman, like we just sure, ain't got real. no issues going on. And like, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to come out and be vulnerable so that I can, so that people could relate to me, you know, and, and it was crazy. Cause even there were, it, you know, how many athletes are out there that actually have these issues. And, you know, I had hockey players, I had NH or I had, uh, I had rugby players from Australia, you know, after that, after seeing the post, write me, thanking me saying, Hey dude, like, I saw your post and like that really helped. Bro, that's me. a huge step, bro. Like mm -hmm. you, you just don't know what you did, bro. Like you really saved somebody's life, dog. And I, I really appreciate that. you, you know, just for doing that, dog. You know, and that made me even more of a fan for you, 
even even more of a fan of you, dog, because I feel like everybody has a purpose in life, dog. And like your purpose, you know, was to, you know, share your story, you know, let people know what you went through in your life, you know, be vulnerable in that moment. And then you you conquered it, dog. I that's the way I look at it. Yeah. No, I, I appreciate that, bro. And you know, like I said, if it was just one person or fifty people, you know, that's that's all I you know, I just wanted to help. And like I said, like people think we're gladiators and you know, they now now you're able to be vulnerable, and you know people appreciate that. And you know, I, I like I like talking and having conversations with people about their stories, and you know, it makes me feel good that I'm helping them. You know, and so um, it's also it's also helped my in some my sobriety because you know obviously there's some days where I do feel worse than others when you know I'm around people that are drinking. You know, I have a um, I was at a dinner the other night, and you know everybody's drinking at the at the dinner. You know, and I'm there with my coffee and so you know there's still moments but those moments um you know I'm able to stay motivated because of the people that I'm able to help you know they look at me and they see me as like hey you know yeah you know I can relate to you and you know thank you for for your story and so that motivates me to want to stay sober and want to continue to you know use my platform that I've built through through this beautiful game of football and this this life and continue to help people because that's going to continue to go after football too you know perspective football doesn't last forever you know that yeah we all know that man so with that being said dog i just want to say shout out to you man we're gonna move on from that dog because people view you guys as superhuman right right how tough is it to take care of your family all of this do all of this play and still have to own your own shit as a man that's i think that's very important because you have to i got on my shit you got on your shit you got on your shit right that's the only way you move forward right Mm -hmm. so i was going to follow up question to him to ask him, like how tough was that for you to have to really just look yourself in the mirror and own your own shit and not hide anymore it was it was it was extremely hard um because i i was so scared and, and i was so scared of what people were going to think about me um and it got to the point where i just didn't give a damn anymore um and i i feel like you know, my wife's big on social media and she's allowed me to, to kind of learn a little bit through her. Like to me, social media is not really real. You know, it's a lot of people out there just saying stuff to say stuff, whatever. But, you know, what's real is like your actions and, and how you go about your business and, you know, what you what you do, you know, what you say does is irrelevant to me. And so um, it's all about what you do and 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 staying true to what you do. And so, yeah, it was it was extremely hard for me to to take that step and to be vulnerable like that. But at the same time, like, you know, I've listened to hundreds of motivational speakers, Inky Johnson, Eric Thomas, and they always talk about, you know, the people are so held back because they're scared to take that step. They're scared to, they're scared of failure. They're scared of, uh, of what's going to happen or they're scared, you know, for whatever reasons it's fear. You know, there's a fear block in our brain that doesn't allow us to, to see past it. And so, I was able to, you know, you know, find it within me, and it's changed my, it's changed my entire life. It's changed my perspective on life. It's changed the way I think, um, and I was able to take that step over that line. And once I took that step, uh, you know, I was so, you know, I was so thankful that I did because it's opened up so many doors for me, um, and and it's allowed me to, you know, to to believe in myself really, not even just in that, just like, you know, in in football in life, like just take the step, you know, whether if you if you're if you're doubting yourself, if you're no fuck that, like take the step, take the step, and and you look back later and and you see what happens. That's how you know just changed my whole perspective like that. 
So it's safe to say you owning your own shit made you a better husband, better father, a better uh, leader on the football field, and a better football player, 1, and 000, a better son. 1,000%. 1,000%. Now, since you stopped, you know, drinking or whatever, you know, have you seen a difference in your play? <laughs> yeah, I I have. And, you know, it, it's crazy because um, – you know, I wish I'm like a 30, I'm 31 now. Like I wish I was, I was able to play as clear as I've been playing these last two years, like my whole career. Like, you know, when I'm out there on the football field, you know, I feel like I'm fearless out there. I feel like I'm not scared of shit out there. Like, I feel like, like just like, it's a game, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like we're out there playing a game. Just go play your play game and trust your instincts. Trust what's gotten you there. This, the, you know, your whole career, like, you know, what do what you – there's nothing to be scared of. I used to – bro, like, early in my career, boy, going out in them NFL games, <laughs> them lights, boy, boy, out there shaking, boy. <laughs> I, like, I ain't going to lie. <laughs> now you got offensive coordinators shaking, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to lie. You got – real, though, but, like – dude scared. But we out – but we playing a game, though. So, like – and like I said, I, I was able to change my perspective in a lot of ways. Like, it – um it, like literally out there playing a game that I love with boys that I love to play with. Like, I, I mean, what am I going to complain about? Like, what am I going to complain about? Like, you're going to win some, you're going to lose some, you're going to learn and you're going to move on. Like, that's right. just life. You know it's life, I mean? man. That's life. Y'all go through it. This shit ain't going to last forever, so I'm going to enjoy it in the moments that I'm in right now um, and, and continue to take those steps of, of fear or of faith and, and trust in myself and believe in myself. And, and that's the only, that's how I see it. Guys just added Von Miller, man. You know, I, I you got to be hype about that, man. Very. He he just won a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Came from Denver. He was a all pro all pro player down there, man. So you know, he definitely gonna add some tang to to that defensive line, man. Yes. You know, so like, how do you feel about that? Like, is that gonna make y'all better? You know, I mean, obviously it's gonna make y'all better. <laughs> he's, he's a dog. So what? Well, I ain't gonna be over here telling y'all my secrets, our secrets. Come on, now. Man, I, like, what you want me to tell you? I gotta you? go like, back to Coach McDaniel with this. Uh, Lee, it's gonna be an eye on you the whole game. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> he nah, said, "Don't worry." Uh, look, you know the addition of Von Miller plus additions that we've had, you know, added on the offensive side. Uh, you know, Crowder, um, Ooh, even yeah. you know, even the first round pick we had in Elam. Um, like, hold on, we got you know it's a squad, man, and you know obviously the the work we still got to go put in, but. You know, it's it's a it's exciting um, to see on paper, obviously, and but you know more than anybody, it, all that don't matter. You still got to go and put the work in. You still got to go. You know, and I always I always think of it like you know the best teams don't like the best teams in the league don't necessarily win the the Super Bowl every year. It's a team that sticks together the longest and and through adversity, through the bullshit, through the wins, through the losses, through the ups and downs of games, through the ups and downs of the season. You know, right. the team. And and it can you agree with that? I, I I really do, man. Because you guys came to KC and whooped our ass that first game, bro. You know what I'm saying? But right. it was like a lot of stuff going on in the right. building. You know, like from players to coaches, from staff. Like it was like a lot of BS going on, man. But you know, we were able to like stick together. You know, figure it all out as a unit. You know, and then we bounced back later in the season, dog. So right. I, I I completely agree with you, dog. One moment stands out in your NFL career. We know uh, that's 13 seconds. We already know that answer, right? No, I'm saying that <laughs> as far as a good moment. As far as a good moment. Hey, we could put on we could put on the tape of, of my one of my open field tackle against against him in in the championship game, AFC championship game two years ago. 
Ain't no, not a lot of many people are gonna make that tackle. And you got up, you said, "Damn, that's a good ass <laughs> tackle, boy." He caught the. He had a. I don't think. I think you had a jet sweep what? on the outside. It was in Kansas City what in I the AFC that? Championship game, and you you ran it for like twenty yards. But uh, I remember it was on it was on y'all sideline. Boy, I didn't know how I was gonna make that tackle, but I got his oh, ass. Yeah, yeah we we'll talk about that one. <laughs> I got his we'll ass down. I ain't gonna lie, bro. You be flying across that field, boy. I be like, ah, slow down, bro. Like y'all be telling me to slow. Right. I be like, bro, slow down so I can run fast. So, man, how was playing with Josh Allen, man? Like I, I've had a chance to be around. I feel like one of the greatest quarterbacks in the, in the NFL, Patrick Mahomes. You know, and you play with Josh Allen. You know, arguably one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, how is he in the locker room? You know, how is his mindset doing practice? And is he a leader, bro? Oh man, just it's it's cool because I've been a part of Josh's career since he's came into the league, since he got drafted, and just to see where he's at now, and to see just the growth, not only just on, like on the field is is different, but just off the field as a as a man, um, as a leader in the community, dude. I mean. The guy's a superstar now, but you know he came in and he had to he had to take his what do you call him? He had to take his hits. He had to take his um, his losses. He had to you know he's thrown some picks that I'm sure he wishes he had back early on in his career. But all of that has helped him develop into the player that he is today. Um, and I mean, you guys you guys have seen it you know all season for the past two seasons. You know, especially this past season of what he can do. Um, just his arm strength, his ability to run the football, and not only just run the football, he'll run you over. He'll jump run over you, you over, bro. You know, right. and um, and, and just a, you know, he's probably one of the goofiest quarterbacks in the league, but he really is just a really good, genuine dude. Um, you know, just a solid, a, a, re- a really good leader, and that's that's a cool part that I always tell people. You know, just his leadership qualities from when he came into the league till now. Like he takes command. He has command of the offense, you know, before it was, you know, the coach telling him, you know, hey, you got to do this. Sometimes, uh, you know, the two-minute drill, like, coaches give him a call, like, you know, off coach, I'm going to call my own stuff. And like, that's – I love that. I love that. You know, he, I, I think – I love to see the quarterbacks do that. Oh, like, and, I, and I think in one time in the in – the we played Dallas two years ago, and that's when I knew. I was like, damn, this this dude is for real. Like, Dallas two years ago was, I think, third and two or third and one. And he they hurried to the line, and I remember the coaches trying to call a play – and Josh is like hurrying everybody to the line. And he fucking QB snuck that thing, but he got stuffed, which is crazy. QB snuck it. He got stuffed, and he just fought his big ass two hundred sixty pound for another three yards and got the first down. Got up, man, like, a dog, bro. Nah, he. I mean, dog, and then he he hurdled buddy from the Vikings his rookie year like that. I mean, plays like that. It's it's cool because I'm I get to be in the front row watching Josh Allen play. You know that that's it's it's. You know, the Patriots game where he rolled out to the damn sideline and threw it across his body to Diggs on the damn near hit the ground and Diggs came under it and caught it. Like, he just makes some spectacular plays. But he's a he's a really great leader, and he wants to win, you know. And that's a guy that that's a guy that I'll play for any any day of the week, you know, a guy that comes in ready to work. Um, we compete against each other on, on the field. You know, he's telling me what he sees. I'm telling him what I see, you know, telling me, hey, Josh, like, don't put your eyes there because, you know, he's going to jump and he's going to see it, you know, or, you know, look off real quick, you know, let the safety think that you're coming there and, you know, go back to it, you know. So it's it's awesome to grow with him, um, and it's awesome to see his growth and to see him turn into the superstar that he is. Yeah, he definitely a dog. I, I definitely got to agree with that, man, because seeing him in the playoffs last year, I was like, bro, like, how did this dude get so good? Right. Like, what? 
He's a he's a he's a manimal. So you transformed him. <laughs> bro, when I seen him run over our linebacker, bro, I knew it was over with, bro. Like we just need to have D we we, we just need to have D tackles at linebacker. Facts. When the quarterback start running over folks. Too big, bro. He's just too big. Bro. But he's so big. Two sixty. So you're going in year ten. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite moment? I, I want to talk about a Jordan Tyreek Hill. What's your favorite matchup moment with Tyreek Hill? <laughs> My favorite matchup moment with Tyreek. We know it is. We know it's not. We are. We know it's not the 13 seconds. It's not. I mean, God, I almost. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna keep beating it, that in your I head. Know what he's gonna say. Keep I almost ran him head. down. <laughs> I almost ran him down though. I almost <laughs> ran him down though. I had a cool angle, but like I had, I maybe took one more step. I might have been able to clip it, but like it looks dope on tape because you see Tyreek running. <laughs> you clipped me. Huh? I did clip him. Huh? You clipped me. You clipped I clipped me. him. I, you I see Tyreek running about. by himself. And then shit, here comes two one out the out the out the screen. I clipped him though. He still got another ten yards after that. But nah, I mean, dude, the probably the shittiest moment, dude. This dude caught the dig over the middle of the side of over the middle in the in the playoff game, bro. And it was me and him. We were playing two man, and yep. he ran that dig, bro. And I think the corner fell down on after he tried to make the tackle, and you caught it on the hash, and. Dude, I d I don't know. I don't know I didn't know what the fuck he was gonna do. I tried to take it inside. I tried to take like a banana angle to fucking like like round it off and then next thing you know we're running for like another ten yards. I'm like, where the fuck is that? Where everybody at <laughs> Where everybody at? But I thought you was gonna try to stick your foot in the ground and try to come inside, but like I said, bro, you can't make you can't make make false steps against you, bro, because you know, next thing you you out the what the worst is like when he catches the ball like a hitch or something and he squares up all the eleven players on defense. Like he catches that bitch and he just turns around, squares everybody up. You know he finna try to bro. get <laughs> <laughs> that moment happened so fast for me, bro. Like only thing I remember was just coming back to the sideline. Coach Reed was like, Bro, that was the fastest I ever seen you running in my oh, yeah. whole entire life. Like you've been here for six years, and that's the fat. I'm like, dang, coach, I done got fat, bro. Like, <laughs> I wasn't even running fat though. You ever caught him? Yeah, I made a I shit. I made a good tackle on him again in the AFC Championship yeah. last year. You tackled me there, and then also during the regular season, during the run play, I was in the backfield. I had kind of broke out, and I tried to like spin off you. And oh, you I got you there too. Yeah, yep, yep. I was like, bro, why didn't I? <laughs> I was so hot at myself, man. But yeah, this dude, he a dog, bro. Like when I say like relentless, every play, like running fast, every as a safety man, you gotta be like a bullet. This dude like a bullet, I'm telling you. Like and our offensive means, man, our our uh, offensive coordinator used to say to our offensive line, Y'all need to bury his little ass. Y'all need to bury his little ass. I'm tired of seeing his little ass flying across the field. That's and I'd be funny. right there beside him. Bury him. Because I'm funny. tired of running running, trying to avoid him. That's funny as it's shit. Crazy, man. They be all right, so during the Tyreek, game one that you guys met up, right? First game you guys played last season. Regular right? season, right? Regular season, yeah. Yep, last season. What was – I'll go with Tyreek first. What What was the game plan knowing that you guys had to, you know, face the Bills, knowing that Jordan was on the other side of that ball? What was the game plan? What was going on? Well, like, we already know, like, Buffalo Bills were, were going to be a tough opponent, bro. Like, every time they come to KC or we go to Buffalo, it's going – it's going to be a Wild West match every time, bro. You right. know, it's going to be guns out to the end of the game, man. So, our game plan was just basically, you know, come out, attack fast, and score every possession. Mm-hmm. Early. I'm talking about score every possession. It can be seven. It can be three. Whatever the case may be, we got to get points some kind of way, dog, because mm-hmm. we know on the other side of the ball, they got a dog, too, Josh Allen. You right. know, so we got to try to keep him off the field and – 
have long drives, you know, and, you know, man, like, just like Jordan said earlier on in, sh- in the show, everything isn't going to go your way, bro. Right. You know, like, those guys are professional athletes just like we are professional athletes. Right. Those guys grind just like we we grind, you know. So, like, a lot of things didn't see eye to eye in the building, and, you know, a lot of people, were, I, I just don't want to say, we're, we're going through some things, you know, so – <laughs> They beat our ass. They beat our ass, man. They beat our ass, dog. And it was very, it was very embarrassing. You know, right. I know for me, man, I play football. I, I'm not a crier after a game. I don't cry. I've never cried in a day in my life. But that, that was one of those moments where I was like, bro, like, I wouldn't want to fuck somebody up right now. <laughs> like crying though. You know how you right, cry right, when you're right. mad. <laughs> like it was one of those moments. Like one, like one of the moments, man. But yeah, man. <laughs> on the opposite side of the ball with the Bills, what was you guys' game plan? Because we 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 see the the reports, we hear the um, offensive coordinators and the head coaches talk about game plan for Tyreek. You know, not to toot his horn, but we hear that all the time, right? right? They get asked that question before the game: How do you game plan for Tyreek? How do you game plan for Tyreek? So in those meetings and the mentality leading up into what was it? Yeah, I want to hear how do y'all game plan for Kelsey, me, <laughs> Pat, and yeah. But you just want me to come out here and tell all our secrets, though. That, uh, I mean, you ain't got to give us the I whole know, thing. Know, like, uh, we're not recording anything. To, to be honest, though, <laughs> we ain't that, that week, boys was locked in, though. Like, I mean, we we locked in. We feel like we locked in every week. But we had lost y'all in the AFC Championship game the year before. Um, we we probably had this game circled on our schedule for a while. Um, you know, it's you guys, you guys have won the Super Bowl the year before. Um, and so we, you know – Wanted to beat the defending champs, and so we came in there. We had a really, I think, I think the the biggest thing is being able to trust trust the plan and execute the plan. Um, and you, we have really good coaches in Buffalo, and um, you know, obviously, really good players as well. And so, you know, we really trusted, we really trusted the plan, and I feel like we executed it to a T. You know, it was really, you know, obviously, you can't give up big plays to Tyreek. Know, being able to handle explosive plays, um, whether that's in the jet sweep game, whether that's him in the backfield fucking getting the ball, um, or him him running now screens, or him just running fucking bang posts in the middle of the field. You know, you can't let him get behind the defense. And then, you know, obviously you got to account for for Kelsey as well. And then you not even just account for Kelsey. They got they got I think, who was it? Uh, Miko. Miko. You got Miko over there, and then you got obviously one of the. Uh, one of the better, best quarterbacks in the game um, that you got to account for. So right. uh, it's like I said earlier, there's not very many teams or players that, you know, you look at and say like, dang, like we have to play perfect to beat them. But, you know, the Chiefs, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, um, you know, those are teams that you go into the week, you know, like, hey, like we have to play mistake free. And it's not to put any pressure on you. It's just to understand what you have to do in order to beat, you know, a team like Kansas City um, or or a guy like Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. You know, this is what has to happen, and you got to be able to trust that game plan. you got to be able to go out there and execute it. And so um, that's what we did that game. Uh, it was a little different than the, the following game. Plus, you guys turned the ball over yeah, man. two or three times. Um, you know, Greg had Rizzo had a pick. Um, so I had I had sprained my, my ankle 10 days before that game. Uh, I had a high ankle sprain. And that was obviously the game that I was circled on my damn uh, schedule. So I missed the Houston game. 
Um, and then like we put, we played on a Thursday night. It was, that was, it a, was Thursday, a night game. Yeah, mm-hmm. we played a on a Thursday game. night. Um, and I came back and it was crazy. I mean, I played almost damn around a high ankle sprain. Um, and, but we played we played mistake free. They made some mistakes, and that's the name of the game. You know, the turnovers. You know, find a way. And we scored on defense too. And so anytime you're able to score on defense, it gives your gives your team that much more chances to win the game. And so it wasn't necessarily. Something that you know, it was just it was a Who good. Was that? It was a good I, I, I feel like I gave Micah a free one. You did. I gave him a free one, bro. Like, <laughs> you did. My, it kind of hit you in the back, and it, it's all right though. I'm nah, supposed it, to catch it. I'm a pro athlete. I'm supposed to catch the ball. Man. He kind of threw a little behind you though. It's, it's all right. Don't say yeah, that. On I, him. I'm not gonna no, say nothing say crazy. Here, it, was good, it was a good. It was a good ball. Don't all the Chiefs fans. Here, it was a good Jordan. It was a good ball. It was a good ball. Great pass. Great pass. I'm not being sarcastic either. So I'm not being. Man, he oh, one of the best in the game, bro. So, but, yeah. You done did it, Jordan. You done, done did it. See, look, you done did see, look, it. Now I'm finna get death threats again. Like <laughs> you said, it was behind you. No, no, I didn't. Jordan said it. So okay, you guys kicked. As Tari said, y'all kicked ass kicked the first game, ass, bro. Then something happened. All right, what happened the next time you guys met? Defensive yeah. scheme was it the same? Did they change it up? It didn't work in the end. Nah, but we, you know, we we changed some things up. Um, Dude, they just – I mean, they just absolutely played better. Their offense played better than our defense that game. I mean, you know, you look back at it, it just, we gave up too many big plays. We didn't tackle well. We didn't uh, – you know, we didn't execute well. Uh, even, even, you know, there's just a lot of, you know, things that you can point at at the end. They were the better team than us that night. And, you know, we felt good about, about, the, about our game plan coming in. We felt good about, you know, the matchups that we had. We felt – good coming into the game but at the end of the day you know they made more plays than us and at the and ultimately you know made one bigger play than us two bigger plays than us um you know and and that's 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 how it ended man it was just it's a tough tough one to swallow you know still obviously you guys keep bringing it up still fucking, <laughs> still you know in the back of the head but you know like right. i said that's that's fueled me all off season dude i'm not saying tyreek's the boogeyman or anything but you know i wake up with that with that energy, with that mindset, like, look, you got to pass, you got to get over that hump, you know, if you want, you know, I want to, we're all in it to get a ring, you know, oh, yeah, you know? Sure, so yeah. if we, if, you know, that's, that's the motivation that that you need, that's the motivation you got to use. And so um, it's hot as hell down here in Florida. We get up, <laughs> we go out there to train. And so it's those moments, you know, where it's hot as hell. You Maybe you don't want to do the next rep, but shit, you got to get over that hump, you know. You got to get it, man. And Tyreek on the, on the, on the. Offensive end. Oh, for the Chiefs? Was it was it the South the South Georgia? You kicked my ass the first time, you won't do it a second time. <laughs> man, yeah, exactly. It was one of those moments, man. Like you may beat me the first time, but the second time, I'm coming back even stronger, bro. But nah, it was it was just one of those moments, man, where like our offensive coordinator, Eric B. man. Eric B. Enemy. Like he's a he's a madman, dog. He like he was cussing us out all week, mm-hmm. saying, These MFs, y'all let these MFs come in here and whoop y'all like that. Like Come on, man! Y'all gotta have some respect on y'all name and this building, this and this organization and stuff like that. And like, I can I can just sense in the guys' eyes and hearts, and I can I just felt the energy. Like guys, like really took that mm-hmm. and like ran with it the whole week. Like mm-hmm. practice was perfect, no drops. Mm-hmm. Like during the whole week, you know, defense was flying around. Everybody was doing what they were supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? And, and we all were on the same page. You know, so we go out and, and we play, man, and we plan for each other. You know, 13 seconds to go, man, it's do or die. Right. You know, me, Pat, and Kelsey, we come up together, dog. We like, bro, we ain't going home, bro. 
Right. I refuse to go home. Right. Like, I, like we all saying that with 13 seconds ago. Mm-hmm. Everybody, everybody else on the sideline stressing because they just gave up like a, a touchdown. We like, bro, just chill, bro. Mm-hmm. Just chill, bro. You got the, you got one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Mm-hmm. You got a tight end who can make plays. Then you got me and other weapons out there, man. So, like, ain't, ain't, ain't no need to stress it, man. You know, because if you stress it, it's gonna make it worse. Right. You know, then guys get, you know, timid and start panicking and p- dropping the ball and shit. Nah, just vibe out, baby. So, Jordan, man, I just want to say thank you so much for doing this, man. You know, I'm a, I'm a always be a fan of you, man. But just know on Sundays. Yes, on yes, Thursdays sir. and Mondays. Yes, sir. You know? Yes, sir. I appreciate y'all for having me on, though. For real. feel extremely blessed to be here. Like I said earlier, um, this is a really cool experience, and I appreciate Julius and Tyreek for having me on here. Oh, yeah. man, big ups to you for being being allowing yourself to be vulnerable. Appreciate right? that. And also being an ass kick on that field. Yes, sir. Because a lot of people don't think the two go together, but yes, they sir. really do to complete the man. Right. So, no, that. congrats to you, bro. I appreciate that for like, real. Right, right. And I just want to close with this. Chiefs fans, I did not say that. That was a perfect Hey, okay, let it be known. I'm working hard when I ain't on the phone. This ain't a hunt, this ain't a phone. Grind never stopping, I'm keeping it cold. Unlocking the door with the holy key. You supposed to be this close to me, and hopefully you understand. G.O.D. made me this cold, and I'm talking like no degrees.